Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. LeBron and the Lakers came to town last night, Jim. Unfortunately, Wolves fans didn't get to see LeBron second of back-to-back, and he's claiming some ankle tendonitis. Certainly could be the case, but uh, didn't play another break for the Timberwolves. Best team, best guy on the other team not playing against him again. Yes, another good break and another game where they didn't really play all that well, and they kind of found a, found a way, you know. Um, not a great night for Edward. He is very productive, but not very efficient. Didn't really take, have good shot selection. Uh, Gobert was really fumble finger for most of the game. They really didn't shoot the three well after the first period. Um, you know, Townsend's up banging up his leg and leaving in the fourth quarter. I mean, there's you know a lot of nagging little things are happening to this team. But in general, they've been healthy, and in general, they keep winning games they should win. And they're not always pretty, but I think that's a function of schedule. You're not going to Back, second night of back to back, both teams look tired. And there's no way to, you know, there's nothing you can do if your legs are tired. If your legs are going to be tired. It's going to affect the way you play. I, I noticed with Gobert, I think his hands are directly connected to his feet. When he's feeling good, when he's spry, uh, he gets to a lot of balls. He catches the ball well. When he's a little tired, he, he becomes all thumbs. Mm. Yeah, interesting observation, that's for sure. Certainly uh, uh, appears to be the case with him, definitely. And, and you know, I thought I found it interesting. I, I, I forget who I was reading. Um, you know, I think it was in the Star Trib this morning. But uh, saying that, you know, uh, that the Timberwolves are, are one of the teams that their culture is that we play. Uh, we're going mm-hmm. to play, tired or not. There that wasn't was anybody. Yep. T- was that in your piece? Oh, that's right. I read your article. I, I read all the stuff, though, so it kind of mingles once in a while. Um, but that's, that's an excellent point. Together. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And, uh, and listen, Darvin Ham's in a tough place. He has, you know, the Lakers are supposed to contend for a championship. To contend for a championship, they need to get a decent seed. You get a decent seed. LeBron and Anthony Davis have to play a lot of minutes. If those guys play a lot of minutes, who knows what happens to them physically. Davis doesn't play hard every night. Uh, LeBron is about, he's going to turn 39, I think, next week. Um, and back at, we'll be back at Target Center. And he's playing, I you know, he's, before last, when he plays, he plays more minutes per game than any Timberwolf. Hmm. And I just don't think that's sustainable. Whereas the Wolves, they have guys who want to play. They do play every night. Uh, they also have enough depth that they don't have to overplay people. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, it used to be that 40 minutes a night was kind of the mantra. Give us 40. But it's really about 34 minutes uh, a night these days, it seems like. And if you get that from your stars, they are giving you, uh, you know, a lot of playing time. Yeah, Anthony Edwards leads the Wolves with 34 minutes a game. Yeah, yeah. And, and, listen, analytics do have a place, mm-hmm. uh, especially when smart people use them in intelligent ways. And, you know, one thing you learn from analytics is that, okay, yeah, we all thought that, like, player X in baseball should play every inning of every game. And then you look at the numbers, and he's much better after he has a day off. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to look at reality, not what we want reality to be. And reality is that basketball players, if you play them more than 34 minutes a night, they're going to have to coast at some point to mm-hmm. conserve energy, uh, whether it's on defense or in transi- transition. So you are, if you have a good bench, you are better off giving minutes to your bench. It builds depth, builds cohesiveness, uh, and it keeps your, you know, you want your play- best players able to play at their best when it really matters. Uh, you know, you referenced the inefficiency of Edwards' game last night, in particular when they had the 13-point lead with about four or five minutes to play, and it was kind of like, Edwards had been on the bench for a while. He came in at like eight minutes left. It was kind of like, okay, time for me to get mine since we're way ahead. 
and he yep. made several bad shots and a few turnovers, and the game was close again, and then they had to finish it off there at the end. Uh, he, You know, when is he going to get past kind of some of that selfish play? I know, he's still 22, mm-hmm. and I really do think that was kind of a, hey, I'm playing the Lakers, and I'm going to show them who I am kind of thing, and mm-hmm. that's not good basketball. Um, now, it didn't cost them last night, and Edwards is very capable of being unselfish, um, and he has been generally an unselfish teammate. But, you know, he's still 22 and with a new shoe and, you know, kind of feeling like he's the new kid on the new superstar on the block. He's probably going to have some, you know, take hero moments. And the Wolves have to hope they happen when they're up 13 and not like in a, in a close game. I, you know, he's also, uh, he's also added some shots to his repertoire that really work in clutch situations like the back down turnaround bank shot. Yes. Um, and that's, that's a shot I want to see him uh, take hero shots with. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, you can see that so many of the Timberwolves guys added to their game in the offseason. He added that. Cat, to me, added that floater game. I don't remember him being able to dribble into the lane and, and use the floater game. And, and Jaden McDaniel's handle is so much better than it was just last year. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's just still a bunch of young guys in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. You know, they've gotten their money, but they're still relatively young. Um, it counts, I think, he looks quicker to me. Mm-hmm. I think that's making everything about his game look better. Uh, he's able to get right by people. He's able, able to really have a burst toward the basket. Um, and he's able to score even when he's fouled and doesn't get the foul call, which is key because he really doesn't get calls. Mm-hmm. Um, Edwards has added the, you know, kind of that last second, okay, I got it. You know, they can't stop this shot. Uh, McDaniels, continue, you know, what they tell you about McDaniels is like in practice or when we workouts or off season that he plays offense like a superstar you know, against other superstars. Uh, in this offense, they don't run plays for him. He's got to get his points off cuts and offensive rebounds and, and, you know, catch and shoots. But there's a lot of offensive game there that he is subjugated because he's not one of the top two scorers on this, on this squad. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, for uh, Towns, he limped off the floor, didn't return. Any word on that? I have not heard yet. Uh, last night, I asked Finch about it. He did not seem concerned. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the locker room seemed very concerned. Um there wasn't like any, oh boy, he might be really hurt, we better hide it. It just, it didn't feel like a big deal. Finch said he thought he just banged it. Hmm. So that's all I know at the moment. Edwards, he limped off holding his lower back as well. He did. That kind of hip lower back thing is going to be bothering him. And, and they will have to make a choice at some point. You know, do we, it, Their doctors have told them that he can't, re, can't further injure the hips. It's just a matter of pain management and getting your treatments every day. But if they get any hint that the hip is going to affect the back or something else, that's when they got to shut him down for a little bit. I, I hope that's not the case, but that it was a little concerning to see Ant grab his back. Yes, it was. Uh, I thought he landed kind of awkwardly after jumping in the air to throw a pass, and, and he kind of yep. grabbed his back like it tweaked on him right there. So hopefully nothing serious there. Uh, Vikings and Lions on Sunday, what do the Vikings need to do to beat him? Pressure Jared Goff. Hmm. Pressure Jared Goff and don't let uh, St. Brown or Jared Gibbs, well, I, or Laporta, you know, get behind you for the big play. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good offense. They're going to move the ball, make it, make him, make them drive it methodically, and pressure golf often enough that you get a couple turnovers. Run the ball in the red zone. <laughs> run the ball in the red zone and run the ball on third and one. Run the ball on fourth and one with a running back, a <laughs> right. uh, little eye on Ty Chandler, and hope that Mullins can be productive without just the. Crazy bad turnovers. Yeah. 
Uh, what is it? Lions three and a half or something like that. So they are a decent favorite uh, against the Vikings. Who are you taking, Jim? Give me your prediction. I got to take the Lions. I just don't trust Nick Mullins. I, I think the Vikings will play pretty well. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, I think it'll be fun, maybe even high scoring. But I just, I just can't pick Nick, Nick Mullins in this game right now. Yeah, it's good to be a pitcher of Japanese descent. A uh, couple, Ooh, couple of massive contracts that the Dodgers have signed. I, I, I'm sure the world doesn't know much about Yamamoto. They're going to find out. Uh, can you tell us anything? You know anything about Yamamoto? I mean, I've never watched him pitch, and mm-hmm. I always hate to you know, analyze people before I actually see him with my own eyes. But mm-hmm. just kind of a classic Japanese pitcher. He does have good stuff. He can throw hard, I, um, he, but he has a wide variety of pitches and arm angles. So kind of Kenta Maeda with you know, three to five miles on his fastball, um, he could be really good. And and obviously the Otani uh, deal that we've talked about too. That it seems like uh, it, this has been in the works for a while. This does not smell yeah. to me like this all came together after this year's World Series that these two guys no. would get together with the Dodgers. And the Dodgers were such a logical place for Otani. Yeah. Uh, basically, move, you know, not you don't have to move if you don't want to. You know, um, yeah. the Dodgers are the glamour team. You know, shorter flight to Tokyo. Japanese fans love watching Dodger games. Uh, you know, just history, great ballpark, great hitters ballpark. Uh, so many things fell in place. And, you know, Yamamoto Muddle has had told friends, like, for years and years and years, they always wanted to pitch for the Dodgers. Wow. So, so the Dodgers didn't exactly get a discount for nope. that, but they were able to sign him. <laughs> and, the Do- and, you know, this regional network thing is really biting the Twins right now. They're cutting, they're cutting interior, internal staff right now, wow. while teams like the Dodgers are spending a billion dollars. Uh, boy, the, the we're going to go back to like the early 90s and discrepancy between payrolls now. Man, I hope that's not the case. Jim, thanks so much. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas, Todd. Thank you. You bet. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.